Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm going to go out to the waitfor.com hotline and uh, bring in Joe Patrick, our 92.9 The Game Falcons reporter, as uh, the Falcons hopefully can build off what was a pretty exciting game last week uh, and uh, take it against Washington this week. Joe, how you doing, man? Caleb, it's, uh, it's good to be on. You know, it's kind of a fun yeah, – as disappointing as it is for what happened with the Braves, it's uh, – you know, I think people are feeling a little bit more optimistic this week about the Falcons, especially after the performance they put in against Houston. Yeah, well, and at the same time, I also uh, – <laughs> I was one that tweeted out the, the Homer Simpson uh, when he, like, hides away into the bushes and the, the the meme that I saw, he was wearing a Braves hat and he comes out with a Hawks hat. And I've also seen one with a Falcons hat as well, where it's like, you know, we just, we, we casually move on to the, on next. To the next thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Joe. So before we get into talking about Dez, uh, because I, I know people want to, you know, are, are curious about that topic. And, and obviously sure. I, I've been one that that's talked a lot about it myself and and gotten some hate on social media just because I've I've been <laughs> honest in my opinions my assessments before we get sure. there um one guy who we can expect to see back this week uh in his own position because uh, uh he has been named the Joker um is Cordell Patterson I know it's not like the entire offense is just going to get flipped on its head but kind of what are your expectations of of seeing uh, Cordell be back there and, and available and an, and an option for this offense. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it's obviously gives Arthur Smith just another weapon to, to work with. And especially when you look at a player like Cordero Patterson, he's, so, he's just so unique. And I, obviously we say that all the time. I really want to stress to people like he is like pretty massive <laughs> like, yeah. as an individual, yeah. like he's like a big, strong guy. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, when uh, I asked Arthur, Arthur Smith, when he said he was playing the Joker, but I was like, okay, well, what room is he in? What room is he playing with? And, and he said he floats around to every room, including the offensive line room. Now it's not that he's going to be playing offensive line, but I think that it just goes like he wants Arthur Smith wants Cordero Patterson kind of knowing some of the fundamentals there and stuff just to, help him in some of these other positions, like he might be lined up at tight end or something like that's definitely something I could see Arthur Smith doing. And of course, you know, he's just been kind of getting, getting in, you know, getting his first rest of the season last week, he was active, but didn't really play against the Jaguars except for returning a couple of kicks. So 
Um, you know, I think it will be very good for this offense to, to see him get back involved. And it takes a little bit of the workload off of some of these other guys. So you can take out a Kyle Pitts and let him, you know, rest up for a play or a Bijan Robinson. And, and you can use Cardell Patterson, not just with what he can offer specifically, but then also as a decoy. He's a great option because teams have to prepare for him. That's exa- That last thing is exactly what I was thinking of is, is at, at its worst, uh, he's kind of out there as a guy yeah. that the defense just has to focus on. Uh, going from Cordell to uh, a guy who will be making his, uh, or well, I assume he's going to be in uniform this week. I don't know about making his debut, but hopefully we uh, should expect that. Uh, Van Jefferson, after getting traded mm-hmm. from the Rams over to the Falcons, I guess what are your expectations uh, with you know his limited time with the team uh, and just you know kind of a, a in what capacity do you see him getting used? Yeah, I think it's going to take some time for him before he's really kind of up to speed. Like, I'm saying, I'm thinking like a month maybe before okay. he's actually like playing in the full role that he will be playing in um, in terms of like usage and stuff for the for the rest of the season. But having said that, I do think that we're almost certain to see him in the game take some snaps at some point. Like, you know, you if you're not playing like full time, then you know you can. Um, you know, do some things and, and get some, you know, specific help from Ritter and the huddle or other guys to help him know what to do and get, when he gets out there. Um, but also, you know, on special teams, I think he could be a factor for you because he is one of your more athletic guys who can potentially cover punts or um, things like that. So he's going to be really important. I, I do got to say, Caleb, like, I think this is just a great trade for the Falcons Absolutely. because he offers, like, it, it's really like, a missing piece in their offense right now. And Arthur Smith has talked about spacing. If you've, if you've heard him um, talk about some of the issues they've had in the passing game so far this year. And that's where a player like Van Jefferson fixes things because it's what he's talking about with spacing is kind of like the timing of how routes align. And the Falcons just didn't have a guy that was fast enough and good enough at running some of those clear out routes, getting that release off the ball to really kind of allow guys like Kyle Pitts to get bigger windows for Desmond Ritter to throw into. And I think that you saw it a little bit better against the Texans, and that's why we were seeing Pitts and London come down with some of those more the consistent dagger routes and sail routes out to the sideline. But I think that adding a player like Van Jefferson is going to help so much in that regard, and he can also catch the ball himself. So I definitely do expect him to contribute to this passing game. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl as well, so he brings a, a bit of a, kind of a veteran experience component to him, and he's only 27. And so, and, and, and so the reason why this is such a great deal for the Falcons is because the Rams basically were like doing Van Jefferson a solid by trading him away and getting him in a good position where he can get a lot, you know, a chance to prove himself before he hits free agency because he just got kind of, you know, lost his place there because they had some rookies that overperformed and Cooper Cup coming back. And so I really think that this is a case of the Falcons really just getting a player who doesn't even cost a lot on their payroll. I know that Jake Matthews contract was just, you know, renegotiated or, uh, you know, re- reconstructed to allow, open up some cap room. This isn't even take up that much cap room at all. It's just a pure win for the Falcons. Basically, there's basically no downside here. And uh, Joe, help Help me. I was trying to remember this. Like, I felt like a part of this trade was also the fact that this isn't just necessarily thought of as as a, a rental per se. Like, this is a guy that the Falcons could value, you know, to to bring back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that this definite possibility, and I think that the luxury from the Falcons is they get to, you know, see him um, for. Yeah 
most of the season to really determine whether he's going to be a good fit for them. And if he's not, then, you know, they can just let him go. No, no problem. But if they do, you know, if they do feel like he is going to be a fit, you would have to think that they would kind of be in a pole position to uh, bring him back and that they would certainly have the kind of motivation to do so. So, and, and he's just a great guy. You know, obviously his, we just got to meet him briefly, but you can tell just from a, a brief appearance, just kind of, the level of uh, professional guy professionalism the guy has and just, you know, how his teammates interact with him. Like he's really going to add something to this team for sure. And I feel like for him, he's got to be excited just to, to get out of that situation where like, I'm going to go to a team where I'm, I'm valued uh, and, and used. I think one of the funniest conversations that I've heard around him, especially like immediately after the trade happens, Joe, I'm seeing on, on my, my Twitter feed, uh, of people going like, oh, another target for for Dez to not throw the ball to, and it's like, I'm sorry, guys, do you not want <laughs> to uh, improve this offense in, in any way that you can possibly do it? Yeah. Uh, hey, but- and Caleb, also just really quick, you know, just a kind of a cool little tidbit is that obviously Van Jefferson played in college with Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts, we were talking to Kyle. He said that he texts with him every day, uh, even like when he was playing with the Rams. And so Kyle Pitts said he was like in the grocery store shopping when uh, he he got he found out that that Jefferson was coming. He said he freaked out and like texted him immediately, and they were both super hyped about it. So it's also good to kind of have that connection with some of the players and already in the locker room. Yeah, that's that's something really cool that you 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 get uh, that chemistry without having to to build it over uh, you know some some stretch of time. All right, Joe, I want to get into. Um, you know, something that a uh, polarizing conversation because, uh, you know, after the London game, there was all of the questions of, and I, and I thought even as someone who has been very skeptical of Desmond Ritter, I was shocked to see the conversation uh, or the direct questioning of, is Desmond Ritter still your starting quarterback? And of course, Arthur Smith said, yes, they carried it through. Uh, and playing against Houston, he ends up having his best game ever following his worst game ever. Uh, and so I am on the side of this is still a week-to-week evaluation of Desmond Ritter. I am, I, I've am i been skeptical just because of, I think, some of the big mistakes that we've seen from him. Uh, but at the same time, I am willing to loosen the grip of you know, this guy is a failure based on, you know, his his ability to make true NFL throws last week. Uh, what say you, Joe, on this? Like, what is what should be the conversation yeah. around Desmond Ritter? Yeah, listen, I mean, I think it was perfectly fine and um, I think honest to criticize him after he had two really – actually, not even two really poor weeks. He, really, over the course of full games, he hasn't really been good in, in any of the first four games now against – the Green Bay Packers, he was able to really lead in a, a nice uh, mm-hmm. touchdown drive or a, a, really a 12-point comeback to, to win that game. That was great. Uh, but it really is those last two games that stood out. And the honest take at that point was that if this continues and we don't see improvement, how long can he possibly, can Arthur Smith possibly give him? I thought it could be as soon as a couple more games because they've had the, the home game last week against the Texans and they've got the Commanders tomorrow. I thought that if he continued to look really shaky and, you know, indecisive and all the things that we'd seen and forcing it, having all these turnover worthy throws, if that had continued for two more games at home before you then go on the road to play a division opponent in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, I thought that that would be a, a moment in time that would have been crucial. 
um, in terms of Arthur Smith potentially making a switch. And that's especially because you have a veteran NFL quarterback you know, behind him and Taylor Heineke. Having said that, I think the issue was that he, I think that at least how fans saw it was that they did not believe that, that Desmond Ritter was capable of having a game like he had against the Texans. And so I think that for that reason, it was a hugely important to get a lot of fans back on side to go, oh, okay, I was wrong about this. I didn't think he had this in him because we hadn't seen that. I mean, that is by far the best game of his career by far. When, when you look at success rate per play, when you look at all these advanced metrics, I mean, it's not even close. And so can he sustain that? To your point, I think it's a week-to-week thing. And not, when you say week-to-week, it's not like, oh, well, if he has a bad game next week, then he's getting benched. But yeah. it's just like, yeah, you're continuing to evaluate this player over the course of the season. You know, the Falcons certainly wouldn't tell you right now that he's going to be their quarterback next year. You know, like things, this will develop. We'll see how it happens. But that's the fun thing about sports. We get to kind of see how it all transpires in real time. So it makes all these games uh, have a lot of value for, for Desmond Ritter to really prove his worth. Yeah, now he'll be facing uh, a defensive line ne- uh, coming up Excuse me, tomorrow <laughs> that is one – Quite honestly, Joe, I've been confused because you look at the commanders on paper and you're like, oh, well, this is what should be a really strong uh, you know, yeah. defensive line and defense in general outside of the injuries. But it just it seems like it hasn't shown up and even getting to the embarrassment of uh, what they experienced against Chicago last week. With that being the case, how do you see uh, what is – what has at times been a really rough Falcons offensive line, but then showed really positive signs last week against Houston. Kind of what do you see in that matchup, Falcons offensive line versus Washington's defensive line coming up on Sunday? Yeah, I think it's something, you know, these are the little things that we never talk about on sports radio, but like something that Arthur Smith mentioned after that Houston Texans game was like, we did really good in our protections. We mm-hmm. like, we, we did way better. And he's not, he, when he says that, he's not talking about our, like, you know, an individual guy was better at blocking this week. It was Desmond Ritter, Drew Dahlman, you know, identifying certain things in the defense that got guys, you know, sorted out communications wise to actually protect the quarterback like you need to. So that was really big. And I think that that's obviously going to be important again this week because I frankly expect the commanders to do the same thing that these other teams have done, which I think is probably the smart move, which is to make Desmond Ritter beat you. Uh, load the box, make him make throws, uh, because otherwise B. John Robinson is going to beat you. And this offensive line is going to beat you. I, I have to think that if the Falcons get their passing game going, that's going to loosen up things for B. John Robinson. And I just think that this, despite the fact that the commander's defensive line really is amazing, every, like, the four guys across the front, those are all like first round picks. It's ridiculous, actually. It's kind of like, how do they actually have all these guys right. on one team? But, um, but I think that this, this Falcons offensive line is able to do some things, uh, also that is very unique in the end, which is like, they're very, they're extremely athletic offensive line, and they love to get you going east and west and use your big, physical, powerful size against you at times when you have to kind of cover ground and do things that you're not kind of accustomed to doing. When they really get that wide zone going, that's what the Falcons do in their run game. But again, they got to pass the ball first to get there. So it's going to be important, but I think that we've seen a, a really positive sign last week to, that you would think that can hopefully translate into this one. Flip side of that, the Falcons' defense, a lot of money was spent in free agency specifically. You know, you think of a guy like Calais Campbell, uh, but mm-hmm. it feels like they haven't gotten home uh, as, as often. They haven't, uh, you know, put enough in that stat category as, as we had really, it felt like we had hoped 
uh, you know, knowing the 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 free agency money that was spent and that sort of thing, but knowing this Washington front and specifically their young quarterback as well, Sam Howell, who's uh, he's had a time getting sacked quite a few times. Do you feel like this is a week that the Falcons' defensive line and and linebackers uh, uh, can can show out? Yeah, I, I definitely think that this is an opportunity for this defense really to have the best game it's had uh, so far this season because you're getting players back. You're getting players kind of like in a rhythm defensively. I know that sounds weird to say, but just getting like, you know, getting that kind of game fitness. Clay's Campbell says it takes like four or five games before you're really kind of at the t- at your peak level. And you're seeing some of these guys gel together, like with the Jeff Okuda coming into the secondary you know, it really tightens up that unit and makes it, honestly, one of the best secondaries in football. Like, I think that we're there. We're at that point where we can say that that's, they are one of the best. And, um, and that's just amazing. It, it, it's almost, it, again, it just sounds so surreal because <laughs> Falcons fans have basically, a lot of them have only known that throughout their entire lives, just like bad to maybe mediocre defenses. And now they have a really good one to watch. And I asked Grady Jarrett this week on Thursday about, the sack numbers. And he just said, he said, just, just give us time, give us time. He's confident <laughs> that they're coming. Uh, and so I hope they are as well. All right, Joe. Well, we will uh, look to see if the Falcons can keep their perfect home record uh, as they uh, take on the Washington commanders tomorrow. Appreciate you giving us some of your time, but we'll talk soon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.